All right, everybody, welcome back for another episode of Total CEO. I have an awesome guest on the show today. Hey, listen, entrepreneurs, this show is always about us business leaders. I know that sometimes we are way ahead of everybody else on the team. Our hair is on fire. We got all kinds of things moving. We are freaking out that our marketing message is in alignment with who we really want to work with, and we're not paying attention to a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, I've got a specialist on the show today whose entire company is designed to help you and I pay attention to those things. I'd like to welcome Molly Montgomery to the show. Molly, welcome for be for thanks for being on our show today. Oh, thank you for having me, Benny. It's such a pleasure. All right, cool. Before we go too much farther, I want to let everyone know, you know, in the thread, you can connect with her. You can see her place, but she's at ascensionco.net. So that's ascensionco.net. You'll see in the link below. And Molly, if they want to, they just click on that and there's a contact way to get a hold of you. Yep, absolutely. All right, awesome. So for everybody, Molly is a CFO ninja. What that means is she's an operational and financial expert who works with specifically, you know, I love how you were telling me that. Molly, why don't you tell everybody the sweet spot of who you work with? Because that's in our audience, and I really want to get them paying real critical attention. What, what stage business do you work with? Absolutely. It's businesses that are un, under five years old, so still in the early stages, that are doing in excess of 10 million in revenue a year up to over a hundred million. I mean, once you start to find that traction and, and things take off, um, it's, it's go time. So yeah. I'll tell you, Molly, in my career, I've, those are the blessings and I broke a few, but those are the needles of the businesses that I strive to have. And so I've had three successful and one I broke eight figure businesses that are, we're all massive growth, right? These hair on fire, you know, you're, you're, you're literally only focused on your marketing message and hope you have warm bodies in the office who are doing things. How do you get that guy, looking right at me, how do you get that guy or gal to actually get, how do you get their attention and what critical service you offer them? Well, you, it, it's, you feel it. When you're, when you're in it, you're running, growing a company that takes, that takes off that way you feel it as an owner, as a CEO, as the creator of that <laughs> massive ball of energy. So it's, it's, it's usually, when I'm talking to somebody, there's usually something specific mm. that is happening mm. that they don't know how to deal with or resolve. And, and they're looking for a financial expert or a CFO or a tax situation comes up. A lot of times people don't even realize, well, we, Taxes are, are not something people want to talk about or even think about until the notice is sitting in front of them. And so that, a lot of times that's what, what it comes down to is a, a, a specific situation. And then my, my background, I spent a lot of time in the forensic world. And so I know you don't want to be going in and, and just solving that problem. It's, it's never just that one thing. Yeah, right. There's a thorn in the paw and yeah. they're just, we're just guessing as to what it is. And so your first job as the removing of the thorn from the paw is to find out the real issue. Cause when they're calling you, the real issue isn't what they think it is. It's something else usually, right? Right. Right. It's that, you know, the, the picture of the iceberg <laughs> where there's, there's the thing that needs to get resolved, the more critical situation. And then, then really understand what's the, what are the underlying factors of what's going on in the company? 
and with a high growth company. Sister company that you know we we both know fully accountable and we service a different sector in the market i think my business partner chris is, and you are going to be pals i can tell already you talk alike you <laughs> think about the same your operational experts first which is unusual for an accountant right yes right? yeah it's usually chart of accounts kind of very disciplined structure not a t not heavy on advice not heavy on opinion right so how do you separate yourself from the crowd when me the owner kind of puts you in that box oh it happens all the time and it's usually just just getting in the conversation right away people it's a very fluid connection and and right. i understand from all that i've seen over the i mean i've been doing this for 15 years now Every, every company that I've worked with of every size from startup to large public companies, boards, executives, I, I see the dynamics of what's going on, on a, at, a, at a personal level as everybody is, is trying to deal with this. You see the intimate details of what's going on in the background while people are making critical decisions. And it's just, I, I guess that's just something that I, a unique, a unique ability that I have of the from the, pers the, the personality side of it that I just connect to people and, I, and I, I relate to them. I relate to what they're going through and I understand it's not just the numbers. It's not just the, the thing that we're talking about. There's a lot more behind it and why it's important. Listen, Tribe, we are with Molly, the chief ninja over at ascensionco.net. And so if you want to check out more about her, there's a link for you. And if you're listening and you're not on our watching show, then, hey, go check her out at ascensionco.net. If you're the right fit, she'll figure it out with you. But Molly, let's dive into a, a, a thing that, here we go. Uh, let's play with me or any of the other business owners listening. We have this exploding business. Everything's rolling. What are some signs that I need to hit the bat phone and ring up Molly to have a conversation about which direction we're heading? Well, usually if you start to feel like you might need a CFO, I mean, that's usually where people well, are trying to figure out, do I need a CFO? Let me unaccount this a little bit. Or even I back in. I don't think as business owners, we even know what the freak that means. Okay, we, fair enough. Sure. We know what that, because, you know, even I'm thankful to have fully accountable and the team over there is awesome. And I'm a business owner and I built that because I didn't know what the heck I needed. I just knew I sucked at numbers. And so I just want to start again, like the business owner, we think, we think, you know, old school CFO is different than today. The stuff very much so. I don't even know if I can ask the right question. How do I know I need a CFO? So can I come back one layer from that? Because that assumes I even know what the freak that person does. How oh, that's do I know idea. where I need to call Molly? What are some signs in the business? Because I don't know if I can conclude a title or a talent. I just see some things going on and I need some help. What are those? Yeah. If you don't, if you, if you don't know what's going on with your finances, if you don't fully understand what is going on with the financial flow of your company yet the traction you can feel the growth the revenue increasing you feel that pressure yeah. of those two things happening at the same time and you're getting it's getting more and more foggy yeah. of what's actually going on with your finances and yet the try that you feel the momentum picking up that's the that's the point that's that pressure point that I like that. so what you're talking about is like you know I say this, and this is why we created that business, and that's why people like you are awesome, right? We need more of this. And all you business owners listening, this is not a CFO chart of accounts, 
make sure everything's working stuff. We are talking about some major stuff. If you don't know what's a real margin in your company and you're exploding and you're growing. Molly, I remember a time when I hired 20 people in a room. I walked in, they all smiled. I gave them a brief description and said, are you guys ready to roll? And there was about 40 of them in the room and about 20 of them gave me the right look and I felt like the temperature was right and I just started hiring around the room. That was what kind of growth I was talking about, right? <laughs> exactly. But I had no yeah. idea whether I was making 5% or losing 5%. I just knew cash was coming in like crazy. And our message was working and we needed to service our, our customers. And we were the seventh largest hosting company on the planet at that point. And we were just exploding in growth. And the thing that took us down was I never appreciated margin. I never, when we were growing, I never, forget some of the, you know, deferred liabilities and deferred obligations in revenue on longer contracts. That's, our people probably don't want to hear you and I talk about that. I don't that. want to yeah. actually talk about that. But what was yeah. it really a shame was I closed and broke that company because I didn't appreciate margin. How do you get owners to start really appreciating this? Well, it's, it's a shift from when you get the company going, like your, your main focus is to, to, to get that traction, to find that fit where the marketing, marketing message is working. You understand, you really truly find that fit where, where you have something so valuable to offer and people are knocking on your door, handing you money, paying you. Yes. You, you know, the revenue is the first thing that you're aiming for. Yeah. Once that get, once that gets going, I mean, those first, whatever it is, a year, two years, you're in a very go-getter, very reactive mode. And it's, it's truly just a, a process that you go through of shifting from being so reactive and putting out fires to how can it be a more graceful approach to where we can sit back and make a more proactive, strategic decisions. So one of the things for being able to shift from one to the other. Right. So I was going to just that thing right there, that shift. So one of the things for me is I serve an idol and my idol is, I believe that gross revenue solves all problems. Now (laughs) it's a false idol and it's not good. And it's gotten me into a lot of trouble. But what I've learned about myself is that I actually get anxious about the numbers. I mean, sometimes I don't even want to know that. I know that sounds pretty messed up, but as a marketer and a grower of the business, I feel like expense management stifles me a little bit. Like how how, how do you make both work? Well, and I think it's also just getting over that hurt, just letting that go. It's not about expense management. It's about financial flow. I love it's, that. It's that's the whole, stay right there. Don't go anywhere else. What do you mean, do you mean by financial flow? Because that's the coolest thing you've said so far. Yeah, it's, it's the money that's coming in and receiving it and, and, and knowing that it's going in the right, you're sending it out in the right direction mm-hmm. to, keep that, to keep that growth and the traction going in a, with a very sturdy foundation where you feel that confidence that that's what's happening. So how do you find putting a voice in with all your clients being the king know-it-alls, right? So if you're working with me, I already know where I'm going. If I put it to 10 million heading towards a hundred, I already know where we're going. I'm blowing money like crazy. So how do you, how do you work through that dynamic? Well, it's taking that vision and looking at and turning it into an actual financial, looking at the financial projection, the financial model. That's an does, and by the way, does that sometimes exist? I mean, like, 
Because no, I'm laughing thinking about my financial yeah. model is, do I have enough money to spend today to keep acquiring customers? Here's my model, right? Like, right, right. And that's, and that's where, I mean, that's just where you have to get to a place of like, how much do you really care? How, how big are you really wanting to take this? How much peace do you really want in your life? <laughs> I mean, it, it helps. It's, it, it helps bring people together, the decision makers. If you have co-founders, you have investors, you want to go out for capital, you want to go get loans, you know, other people that are going to be having conversations about your business, that's the conversation that they're, that's the language everybody understands. That's what's the central piece. And so, yes, you have that vision and, and, and the financial model doesn't always exist or some, some version of it does, but it doesn't match up with what you're telling me your vision, your path is. So it's a matter of bringing those two together so that you can then see, oh, I see how, how my vision, what that looks like in, in numbers. How, it, long should an owner, how long should one of our owner listeners, what, how long would we, would we, should we need to invest in this shift of getting control of the fiscal aspect of our business? How long does somebody like your organization, what kind of leash do you need to really start seeing some honest momentum and getting this stuff fixed? It just depends on where it depends on the person. It depends on the business. It depends on where you are. Is it like ongoing. so much junk to fix? Can I get you? No. Like, what is it usually? Because a business that's doing north of 10 million with a bunch yeah. of people running around, they, we've had plenty of time to screw things up. So what's right. like? Well, the first thing that we look at is, and the first thing that you got to make sure is in place is just the actual, and this is, the not so fun conversation, but the, just the actual infrastructure around the financial department of your business. It's so common for a company that's, that has that kind of growth rate. Once you hit 10 million, more often than not, I see people who are not getting their financials done and their accounting done on a regular basis. They're still doing the year end thing, yes, just getting it done for the taxes. By the way, that, that I, I think it's really great. You said that like it's, Listen, listeners, it doesn't matter whether you're doing 1 million or 10 million. We already know three things about you. And Molly, I'll tell on for you. You know that <laughs> a lot of your clients are probably behind on their tax obligations. You know that they have no infrastructure, that it's literally what's in my bank account math. And yeah. there is nobody on the team who's focused on financial discipline. These are three things we already know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Molly, business owners, it's okay. Say it so out loud. Get it out because we already know this. You don't have to hide from it. Now, with that empowerment, like when does the guard start to come down? A couple calls that where, Yeah, that where you say it's an, it's an empowering place to be. So it truly, it's just shifting. You think about as you're growing the business, you're looking at all the different systems you're putting in place. You're getting, investing in technology. You're investing in sales team, all, every other area of your business. You have to, you have to, put that kind of energy and focus on the actual accounting infrastructure as well. So you know, the second number, the second reason why businesses close is poor fiscal management. Yeah. Yeah. And unbelievable. And, and, and business owners think it's like, get your QuickBook account set up and just put everything in there and everything's good. Like, like how, so remember that question I asked you earlier when they want to put you in that box of just being the old, good old traditional accountant and yeah. you're dating divorced people. Cause they've had three or four of those already. Right. Right, right. How, how, let's 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 get in the day in the life of that. How do you break through the old school accounting, the old school aspect of what your clients are, and dating divorced people? 
it's talking about the it's, it's talking about the vision okay so many so many traditional accountants and bookkeepers and 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 controllers and cfos they're they're they like to look at the past they like to look at the, the you know the traditional what you guy what you envision that person is that what that role is they're they're looking at reports and all the past of what's been happening yeah i mean i don't need you to tell me you died 45 days ago right right we're i'm we're constantly what is that what is the future what I, I see and feel the momentum of your company and we, we keep looking ahead. So are you typically with a company of that size, you know, north of 10 million, lots of growth, there's probably already somebody doing reconciliation, some kind of bookkeeping, some type of entry, paying bills. So when you come in, are you helping that person and the owner and you're kind of investing in both of them or yes. three of them as opposed to coming in and trying to be one of those people? Like, right, right. We're just getting the alignment in place. Gotcha. And that's when I get back to the financial flow. That's where that alignment needs to be there so that the flow can happen so that you can truly understand what are your actual numbers of what's going on in your company to, to, to have, be more strategic about that, what that future vision, how you're going to get there. Because the revenue, as the revenue kicks in, you will start to feel at a point that it's not just revenue anymore that you need to pay attention to, especially at some point in that growth growth isn't a straight line. There's parts where you'll start to feel the dip. You'll start to see the plateau and it, it, you get nervous and you start to wonder, okay, so we got to do something different. Why is it that what we've been doing isn't working the same way anymore? Now what? Hmm. All right. So we're with Molly, who's the chief ninja over at ascensionco.net. And I just came up with a new title for you, chief ninja. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, it's so nice and you're, you look at business so differently than a, a regular traditional account. And I don't mean to beat up on the accountants because by the way, part of our program is to equip accountants over at Fully Accountable. We, we, we can't work with everybody, right Molly? So we got to help the community too. So let's do a quick segment here of, of don't shut down on me business owners, but we want to help the person inside your office. So how do we help that person, the accounting professional, because you got to come in and do that, right? How do we get them thinking beyond the chart of accounts and looking into asking good critical questions from a financial expert's mindset or perspective? Like how, how do you help get that dealt with where they're not freaked out that they're going to lose their job because the chief ninja's in there changing things up? Like how do, you do, how, do, how do we encourage that accountant and also realize that we're in there to help make them have a better job? Yes, yeah. And it's it's... <laughs> It's hit or miss. Sometimes it truly is that they just aren't in the right, right. They, they aren't the right fit. Cause it, you start with a bookkeeper who's really good with QuickBooks and, and they don't fully understand what they've gotten themselves into and they can't, the pressure of how fast the growth is happening, they either they're going to be able to go with it or not. So that's usually a fair question of, are you truly in the right setting and the right environment to, to be able to take it on? Because it is, it's, it's a, it's a heavy. It's an intense spot to be. And I don't yeah. think like, a, a, I think a wonderfully well-intentioned accounting professional who it probably is, you know, let's be honest, probably the best financial expert on that team, right? That you walk into. Yeah. I don't know that they woke up wanting to do anything other than good old right down the middle accounting, right? Yeah. And then right. the owner, me, I want them to like, ask really good operational questions and this person isn't even thinking like that and so that's sometimes the friction that i'm dealing with with accounting professionals um yeah. how do you help let's go back to that kind of murky question yeah. so for the people who how truly help that person 
start to critically think the way you walk into a client's engagement thinking. So the key, the key connecting piece is, is that person needs to make sure, making sure that there are financial, financial statements prepared and provided on a monthly basis hmm. that are accurate. And, and a lot of times if there's a, there's bookkeepers, there's accountants that think, Oh, well, quarterly will get it caught up. You know, they, they don't well, fully return and do it annually, which is even worse. Yeah. Right. Right. But what, what they'll start to realize the conversation that's important to have is what it takes to get financial statements done on time accurately every month. Mm-hmm. It, it takes, it takes a lot and it uncovers, it uncovers where the inefficiencies and the disconnects are in the operational side. If, if the financials and the accounting can't get done with a smooth, easy close process every month. And, and that's thing thought, the, another thing I thought maybe you were going to address and let's, let's go there. Cause I know you think this way. One of the things I think happens to this bookkeeper or the controller is they like you walking into a gauge, you can get pigeonholed into something. So the only thing the owner's expecting from them is reports as opposed to taking that report and asking good, hard, honest questions about flags they see in the business. Cause right. quite honestly, what I want is I want someone who's a trusted advisor who's like, Hey Vinny, have you noticed that we're trending down over here? No, I haven't. What are you talking about? Right. Like, I would love it if my controller talked like that to me. So that's the second piece because the first piece is I see it a lot where there's the, the actual reports aren't, the details aren't looked at close enough. And so then you're asking questions about reports that aren't truly accurate. Right. So the first piece is making sure you're getting them go yeah. back through and think, okay, is this truly classified in the right place? Am I just, have I been maintaining something that isn't correct? Because <laughs> that happens. It just happened to us the other day in our executive meeting. Like I, I, once I saw there was one critical piece that was wrong. I don't know what your clients are like, but I want to take that report and chuck it to the side. Cause you, there's nothing, right. you can't rely on any of it. There's nothing yeah. to talk about once. And by the way, it might be melodramatic. It's just how I am. I, once there's something off, I can't talk about the rest of it. Cause how can I trust it? No, no, that's not mel- That's not melodramatic at all. That is exactly, that is exactly right. The minute you find something that you can't rely on, on that, on in those numbers, then you have to question the entire thing. But then, yeah, the you next step, might move on to a different part of the meeting because you're not going to talk right. about anything. It's, it's worthless. Yeah. So then the, the next step too is then like you just said of that person, you want them to take those reports and that's where the variance analysis look at where you look at the variances and together you figure out what, what are the metrics specific to our business that we care about. And, and as a business owner, you will need to help your accounting team understand what those are. Yeah, hey, you know, I know that. Listen, listeners, I every month when I look, I'm the one who sees some things in the financials that no one else is going to see, right? That's your point you're making there? Yes. Well, you can't help everybody, right? right? You can only help the market you're with, but you're in there working with these high growth companies and, you know, you have a potentially limited engagement. What's encouraging to the owner that you leave behind with the accounting team that's there? Like, what... What's a big win? I'm like, well, I'm calling Molly because if she can do that for us, I'm in. I got it. Clean financials. But what are you leaving behind with our team? Because I remember I started my conversation out with you, team and marketing and everything else is an expense. So what do we do to help the, the financial team that you leave behind? It's, it's, it's evolving the relationship and the process that, the, that, that you and your accounting team are going through okay. to oversee finances of the business. 
So are you like the financial whisperer who helps the two talk better to each other? Are you like a, you become a little bit of a counselor in the office as a, hey, Carol, this is what you mean to say, Fred, come on now, Carol has this, give her a chance, because there's a lot of that stuff going on? A lot of that going on. Well, and you know what? That's it. it, it and it's 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 with even with just partners too. Yeah, that right. happens a lot. Yeah, and so it's 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 getting everybody just shifting back over just a few degrees and saying, okay, now we're all in alignment again. Right. <laughs> now we all are talking the same language because sometimes it just takes an outside person to see the dynamic and hear the conversations and see what's going on from an outside perspective to be able to just point out, okay, here's. Here's where you guys are missing the mark. All right. So one of our favorite, one of my favorite parts of our show is to talk about, you know, hard things. What's the hardest part in the engagement? Oh gosh, there's a few. Um, Go ahead, pick, pick on a couple. There's, it's okay. hard, there's some really, there are some really uncomfortable, money is an uncomfortable conversation. Oh buddy. And Probably right, you, right near the top of the, it, by the way, it's the number one reason for divorce. Right. Yes. If that's true, that's true in divorce of business partnerships as well as domestic partnerships. Right. So in both cases, this is like, you know, the love of money causes lots of destruction. Right. Yeah. And you're and you're when you're the creator and you're the decision maker and you're the one that's guiding and, and, and navigating this whole thing, leading this whole thing. Your relationship with money is it, it, it shines through in the decisions that are being made in the company. All right, go ahead and talk to me because you're you're actually speaking directly into my soul right now. Right. So there's conversations that have that that come up around when I look at the financials and we're or someone with a with with a true financial expertise looks at the financials. You can see the person's you can see their actions shining through and how they're how much money they're keeping in the business, how much money they're taking out of the business. They say they want their business to be going in a certain direction, but you can tell by the actions they're taking, it's not in alignment with what they're saying they want. Right. So first thing that's hard is the relationship to money and the friction that that causes. Anything else? Um, Cause that's a doozy, right? I mean, we went right to the big. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is oftentimes when we go in, it'll be the first time someone truly has looked at their financials that, 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 that you're saying as, as a business owner, lay it on me. You so know, what the messenger is where you're going with this. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's okay. I'm ready to have some of these difficult conversations. Tell me what I don't know. Let's, I, let's get this thing where, where it needs to, where I do know where the confidence is there. So is the first and reaction so, typically defensive and like defending why it is what it is? Is that what you're, is that? Uh, hard no, it's a, it's more a matter of just being, having, being open to having some really difficult conversations okay. and there's things that will be discovered. We're discovering things together that are these, I had no idea that that's, you know, these, <laughs> wow, if I would have only known and, and which well, is Molly, I'm going to give you a little secret about us owners that you, you <laughs> we knew it. We just, we just That's actually it. a very good, yes. We, we just didn't want to talk about it. It was too painful. It, it led us down a road that required us to deal with a reality we weren't prepared to deal with. But I got to be honest with you. It's rare that you'd show up in my office and tell me something that I was surprised about. It confirmed one of my greater fears, but it, I was rarely surprised. 
right, right, right. Every once in a while, there's surprises, but yeah. yeah. I, because maybe you were right. it, or you, you know, thought it was something you could have lied to yourself, and you thought it was one yeah. thing or another. But for the most part, it's avoidance, not uh, surprise. That's that's yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so then that's those are the really difficult conversations because it's you've been able to avoid it for as long as you have, yeah. and then I'm coming in and saying, okay, if you really truly want what you say you want this thing that you've been avoiding is something that you ought to address if you truly want what you want. I love you how you want. I love you your deliberate approach, how kind <laughs> you are, because that's critical to dealing with owners, yeah. right? Because I, I have a fragile ego as it is, so I don't really want you telling me I suck. And right. So, right? I mean, that's you've obviously done this a few times. We are with Molly, the chief ninja over at ascensionco.net. I hope she changes her title on the on the website to chief ninja. <laughs> that's way better than any title she could put on there right now. Right, right we're, we're nearing the end of the show. So what I like to do is sometimes, depending on the uh, who who's with us, what's one bit of advice you would give somebody right now? Let's just say they're they've got people on their team, whatever. What's from you, your perspective, hey, business owner, go do this one thing. If you never hear from me or I never call you, Molly, what's the one thing you'd tell somebody to go do right now? Oh, it's probably not at all what you're going to be expecting to hear me say, but the okay. one thing it is, we're helping to feed them, right? Us. Yeah. What's the one thing to do? I say the one thing is to make sure, go, go find a quiet spot to sit with yourself and make sure that what you're creating is in alignment with what you know you want to be creating. Okay. All right. A little personal development here from my CFO. I love it. So go get quiet, right? Go, go sit on a mountain, pray, whatever you do to get in a quiet place, get there. Now what happens? Okay. That's the advice. Let's not go any farther than that. That's the advice. Molly, one of the things I love to do on the show is what can our, our people are awesome at this. So don't disregard this. What can we do for you? Oh, wow. You know, I'd love to connect, come connect with me online. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm more and more putting, putting my voice out there and, and seeking, trying to understand more of what the pain points are, what people truly are wanting and needing at a bigger talk about in a social yeah. setting, right? Tough to admit that I don't know my finances and I have no idea how much money I have in the bank account. And I'm not sure if I'm going to make the next six payrolls. Really tough to admit in a social right. setting, right? Put it out there. Yeah. Let's, I mean, it's, so I, th- I think that's it of, of being okay with wherever you are and, and, and putting it out there and, and supporting each other. And, and I mean, that's it. I love getting into the conversations. All right, Molly, it's been great today. I've really enjoyed this. I guarantee our listeners did not expect a very nice, cool CFO to have a different <laughs> conversation. So, Molly, thanks for the time today. Thanks so much, Vinny. I appreciate it. I had a great time.